Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm Danielle Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you awaken, align, self-heal, and transform. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome or welcome back. I am so excited about today's topic because I put a poll on my Instagram story to see what topic you guys wanted for this week. And the idea of releasing limiting beliefs within the subconscious mind won by a landslide, which is so wonderful because this is the topic that really highlights the bridge between science and energy work. You can look at releasing limiting beliefs within the subconscious mind with both perspectives and gain traction, but when you blend the two lenses, that is when the real work begins, and that is when growth happens rapidly. But before we can get into how you can really work with healing limiting beliefs and transmuting them, we have to talk about what the three minds within the cognitive brain are, what they do, so that you have better awareness on how to change them. So first, let's start with the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind takes information from our long-term memory, whether it be from this lifetime or a past lifetime, and it converts them into beliefs and conditioning patterns. It's related to the automatic nervous system, and when we balance the subconscious mind, it calms our nervous system and allows us to release false stories and transmute limiting beliefs so that we can deepen our awareness to the true story of this life, why we are here, and how exactly to accomplish what we came to accomplish. The conscious mind, on the other hand, is the mediator and the decision maker. It is a part of your mind that is thinking about what's currently happening in this present moment. It is related to the somatic nervous system, and it has the ability to override offsetting thoughts and feelings by bringing you back into the present. And then we have the unconscious mind, which is the link to our higher soul. And it is made up of our intuition and higher knowing. And it's also related to our enteric nervous system. So that was a little overview, but now I want to get deeper into the subconscious mind and the role it plays in our life. You see, your life is a projection and a reflection of your subconscious mind. Because your subconscious mind is like the hard drive to a computer. It is connected to your long-term memory and it stores all of your beliefs and conditioning patterns. And whatever thoughts and beliefs are stored in your subconscious mind then gets projected out into your reality as events, experiences, and conditions. Therefore, your reality is merely a reflection of your subconscious. What's stored inside is what gets perceived outside. But how do things get stored? Your subconscious mind gets fed information from your conscious mind, from past experiences and societal belief systems. More specifically, What you repeatedly think in your conscious mind gets stored in your subconscious mind as automatic programming, all without question. If you think about the efficiency of the human mind, if you constantly think something, then in order to save energy and time, it'll just get stored as automatic programming. So that is why we must be very conscious and aware of what we are thinking and what we are telling ourselves, because if it's something in the negative, or if it is related to an offset, that could get stored and it could be harder for us to rewire it. I see it as like making a trail in the woods. 
When you repeatedly walk a path in the woods, it gets worn down and it creates a pathway. And then it becomes effortless and natural for you to walk on the path that you made. It becomes second nature. That's exactly how you program your subconscious mind. When you repeatedly think a thought, it forms a neural pathway in your mind and then it becomes an automatic thought. You could also see it as a mind garden. So every time you think a thought, you plant a seed. But it's not necessarily guaranteed that the seed will grow. You have to give that seed attention. You have to water it, give it sunlight, give it the right soil. So the more attention you give to the seed, the more it grows. And you have control over what seeds you water and what seeds you don't let grow. You are the gardener of your mind. You hold all of the power. And your subconscious mind can also get programmed from experiences that trigger a strong emotional reaction because those strong emotions perpetuate specific thoughts and feelings that transmit vibrationally. And those really strong emotions can immediately imprint your subconscious mind. It can bypass all of the need for like time and repetition and the watering of the plant and just go straight to the automatic programming. And something important to note here is that the first seven years of your life are pivotal for the programming of your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind soaks up information like a sponge between those seven years. And most of your experiences and everything in your reality gets imprinted as beliefs and conditioning patterns. So if you've experienced a trauma between the ages of zero and seven, or if you had a hardship happen to you, or if you had a particularly challenging upbringing, all of that is good information to know because you could have been harboring limiting beliefs around those experiences and traumas because they were so heavily imprinted in you. So holding that as a seed of awareness can be really important for the rest of this episode. So that is Subconscious Mind 101. It is the basic information and what you need to know in order to reprogram your subconscious mind. And now I want to go a little deeper into the science, the psychology, and the energy work behind the subconscious mind so that you have a well-rounded understanding of what it is, and you can also have the tools to learn how to rewire it. So let's start with the back chakras. Not everyone may know this, but each chakra, which is the energy center within our energy systems, like the energetic organs of the physical body, each chakra has a front and a back to it. The fronts are the projectors, and the backs are the holders of our stored beliefs and conditioning patterns. So, what is stored in the back, so everything stored in our subconscious mind, then gets projected through the front. And that projection affects what we attract into our field and the lens we use to perceive our experiences. So you could see how this is a very big deal. For example, if I have a limiting belief around material security, that limiting belief would be stored in my back root chakra. And that would then get projected out through my front root chakra and affect the way I handle money, affect my mindset around money. Maybe I constantly have to go into my emergency fund because little things happen. Or maybe it's just the lens in which I view life, so I see life with a scarcity mindset. That is how a stored belief in the back chakra can affect your life because it gets projected through the front chakra. So holding that as an awareness and understanding where certain beliefs are stored within our physical and energetic bodies is so important when I get to eventually the tools for how to change them. 
So another thing to note is the brainwave states, which goes from low frequency delta to high frequency beta. So let's talk them through. Beta, which is the highest functioning you can be, is considered a state of arousal. It's when the mind is strongly engaged, so like say you're taking a test or you're in an active conversation or you're reading a book. That is the beta brainwave state. And then one step lower from that is the alpha brainwave state. And that is a state of non-arousal, but you're still conscious. So you're maybe taking a break from work, you're going for a walk, maybe you're doing a short meditation, or maybe you're just being present and mindful in the moment. That would be considered an alpha brainwave state. And the next brainwave state down is theta. And that is when you're daydreaming. That is when you're driving in the car and the past five minutes just dissipate and you don't know how you got home because you're in such deep thought. Or you're going for a run and you lose track of the sensation of your physical body. It is the brainwave state that generates free-flowing thought. And then the next one down from that is delta. And that is when you're sleeping. It is the lowest brainwave state that you can have. I bring this up because your subconscious mind cannot be easily programmed when you're in high-functioning beta because those thoughts are like planting seeds and you still have to do the work of growing the plant and then waiting for that plant to grow. But when you're in the theta or when you're in the delta, when you're sleeping, when you're in those brainwave states, that is when your subconscious mind can easily be manipulated, reprogrammed, or programmed. It's like going straight to just planting a tree in the ground, a fully grown tree, instead of waiting for the tree to grow. So knowing when you're in those brainwave states gives you access to the information of how to program your mind and when to program your mind. And now I want to share some information about the cycle of avoidance. In psychology, it is mostly used in relation with anxiety disorders, but it can also be used to explain the perpetuation of limiting beliefs and conditioning patterns. So the cycle of avoidance goes like this. It begins with the exposure of a trigger. And then the exposure causes your anxiety to climb, 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 climb to like almost the peak. And then that is when you avoid it and you escape. And then once you avoid that trigger, the anxiety drops and you return back to baseline. And that can seem great in the short term, right? You experience a state of arousal. It was very anxious for you. You escaped it. Now you're no longer anxious. But what you failed to do was habituate, which is really just become accustomed to something. So you failed to become accustomed to the trigger. And what that means is next time you experience that exposure, your anxiety will climb and the cycle will continue. So that's called the vicious cycle of avoidance. You experience something, you get anxious, you avoid it, you fail to learn and grow from it, and the cycle continues and continues. Now, this can also be used in the programming of the subconscious mind. So for instance... You experience a limiting belief. Something in your environment triggers a limiting belief or conditioning pattern that is untrue. And if it's untrue, it creates an offset. It creates this cognitive dissonance within you. It's something that your higher self does not recognize as truth and so it will make you feel uncomfortable. So something triggers a limiting belief that is untrue and it makes you uncomfortable. And instead of acknowledging that fact and taking the time to work through healing from that limiting belief, so that it never gets triggered again, what you do is fall back on comforting behaviors that remedy the situation temporarily. So you're never actually healing from the problem. What you are doing is you are avoiding the negative emotion, which does not serve you long-term. Just like if you were to avoid the anxiety, you're never getting over your fear. By avoiding the trigger and by avoiding the uncomfortable emotions, 
you're never actually healing and growing from those stored limiting beliefs and offsets. So that is the subconscious mind. That is the psychology and energy work behind the subconscious mind. And now I want to talk about how you can uncover the limiting beliefs that live within your subconscious mind. And it is a very simple practice. All you must do is investigate. Investigate your triggers, your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your experiences. Never just take something at face value. Always ask yourself the deeper questions. Like, okay, why did this trigger me? Why did I do this action? Where did this thought come from? Where's the original point? Where's the root of this thought? What's the root of this belief? When was the first time I realized that I believed this certain thing about myself or the world? Can I trace this belief back to something? Was there a time in my life when I didn't think this way or when I didn't act this way or when I wasn't triggered like this? So what changed? There was a time when I wasn't triggered by this and now I'm triggered by this. Can I find the root, right? You have to ask yourself these questions. And also, why am I experiencing these certain things? Are they happening to me? Are they happening for me? How can I grow from them? Am I attracting these experiences? Why would I be attracting these experiences? In simple words, the way to uncover the limiting beliefs that live within your subconscious mind is to be a detective and investigate your life. Acknowledge that there is always a deeper reason and purpose behind things, and nothing is a coincidence. Once you have this understanding, you can really delve in deep into your psyche, into your stored experiences, and uncover the truth behind why you think, feel, and act in certain ways. That is how you uncover them. Now, let's get to the fun stuff. Let's talk about how exactly you can reprogram your subconscious mind, how you can transmute limiting beliefs, and then place positive beliefs in their place. So what you must do is rewire the neurons in your brain and also release stuck energy that is blocking and disrupting your energetic systems. If your energy systems aren't flowing in balance and alignment, it means it's blocked. It means there's things that are offsetting you. So you need to release those blocks, heal those triggers, so that the free-flowing energy of love and abundance and divinity can continue on in a fluid manner, in a manner that is for your highest good. So that's the dual perspective. If you want to look at it from a more scientific or psychological way, you are literally rewiring the neurons and synapses in your brain to be different. You are using your environment and your internal thoughts and your tools to change the neurons in your brain. Or you can look at it from the energetic way. And that is you are releasing the energetic blocks in your energetic systems to cause your highest good to free flow. Or you could also think of it as changing what's stored in your back chakras so that what gets projected out into your reality, the energy that gets projected out, which changes how you perceive things and changes what exactly gets drawn to your energetic field, that is being changed as well. So the first process that I want to talk about in relation to rewiring your subconscious mind is a more psychological approach, and that is CBT therapy, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. What this means is that it works on both your cognition and your behaviors. So it challenges your thoughts and your beliefs, while also backing up that mental shift with actionable steps to ingrain that shift permanently into your body and your mind. So let's go back to a recent episode about friendships. Let's say you have a limiting belief around your ability to attract meaningful and deep relationships or your worth around friendships. 
And for that reason, maybe you don't always respond to people in a timely manner because you're anxious about what to say next. So the conversation isn't fast and free-flowing. Or maybe you cancel on events because you're scared and you don't know why, but it's really just something in your subconscious mind that's causing these offsets. So CBT therapy would work on both the cognitions and behaviors in the sense that it would challenge your beliefs around that. So your psychologist would ask you certain questions designed to challenge your mindset around this. So the question could be, where is the evidence that you are not a good friend or that you're not worthy of friendships? And at first you may think, I don't really have any evidence. It's just something I believe. But then the more you think about it, you're like, actually, when I was younger, my best friend betrayed me or whatever the case may be. And then your psychologist would continue to ask you these questions designed to make you think about the situation in a certain way. And it's amazing how much this works because I use CBT therapy in my own life and I will show up with an offset or an anxiety or a trigger. And the questions my psychologist asks me really gets me to think on a level that I don't get to on my own without the help of someone who understands the mind the way she does. And these questions really do challenge the way I think. So next time a trigger comes up in my life, I think about it differently. Maybe first I go back down my rabbit hole, but then my second thought is, wait, never mind. There's no evidence that this is true. Or what if I can think about it in this way? And then the second thing is to work on the behaviors. So your psychologist will give you homework to help ingrain the mental work into your life. So that would be reaching out to two new people every week or going on one friendship date every week, or taking myself out on a date every week to show that I am worthy of love, or whatever the case may be, it is backing up the changed mindset with actions. And that is what really ingrains your subconscious mind. Not only are you planting the seeds of new thoughts in session, but you are growing the plant and you are watering it and you're giving it sunlight by doing all of the behaviors from week to week. And this also works in the opposite way. By uncovering the truth in session, the behaviors could be uprooting the tree or the plant that no longer serves you by taking out the weeds. I like that better. Not taking out a fully grown tree that's good for you, but taking all the weeds away and clearing away all the dead plants. Another practice you can use either with a practitioner or on your own is EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, also known as tapping. It can be a great tool to assist clearing blocks because it works by tapping certain meridian points to release stuck energy from the energy systems. And I use this all the time when I need a quick little pick-me-up or I'm between sessions with either my therapist or my ITA practitioner. And I will link articles and the YouTube tutorials on how to practice EFT in the show notes because I do think that EFT is a really fast and effective way to start rewiring your subconscious mind If you're not yet comfortable or you don't have the resources to seek out help from a practitioner or psychologist. And then that brings me to my next process, which is ITA, the love and joy of my life, what I think is the best for me, what I love to help my clients through ITA, integrated therapeutic alignment. And the reason why ITA is so powerful is that it gets to the root cause of your offsets. The foundation of ITA is the understanding of the energy systems and the subconscious mind. Every alignment works to soothe the subconscious mind so that both the client and practitioner can help clear the blocks within it so the offsets may be healed. 
And not only are the alignments designed to work with the subconscious mind, but also the home care that gets sent with the client. For example, there's targeted mind work that can be used to heal certain offsets rapidly. An example of targeted mind work is creating affirmations with an intention and a placement. So first you would discover your intention, the way you want to create change. And then you would make a statement of intent, which is your affirmation. And then after you have your affirmation statement, you then make a placement for that affirmation, whether that be a location within your physical body or your energetic systems. So back to my example with money. If my intention is to let go of my scarcity mindset and attract abundance more easily, I would make a statement of intent, my affirmation be, I consciously release the limiting belief that money is scarce and I welcome in abundance with love and gratitude. And the placement for that intention would be my root chakra because that is where my limiting beliefs are stored, my back root chakra. And that is what I want to change, the projection of those beliefs. So that is how you would use targeted mind work to also assist you. Another tool you can use is using the information of the brainwave states. And that is to listen to these targeted affirmations while you sleep. So when you're in the theta and you're in the delta brainwave, that is when your subconscious mind is easily available to be programmed. So you can record yourself saying these certain affirmations or saying the things that you want to reprogram. And because it is in your voice, it feels safe to you. And because you are listening to them subconsciously during the brainwave state when your subconscious mind is the most readily available to be programmed, that is when real traction happens rapidly. That is when you don't even realize it, but throughout your day, things are changing. Your mindset starts to shift. You start to attract different experiences. All because you created the right affirmations and recorded them and listened to them while you sleep, that can literally change your life. But bottom line, how to rewire the subconscious mind and how to release limiting beliefs and to program your mind with the thoughts and the belief systems that will bring you the most joy and align you with your higher self. The way to do that is to have awareness, to have an open mind, to be disciplined, and to use repetition. That is rewiring your subconscious mind in a nutshell. First, you need to be aware of the limiting beliefs. You need to be aware of the tools and the practices and the energy work and the psychology behind the subconscious mind. You need this awareness before you can move on to the steps of actually rewiring them. And the next thing is having an open mind. You must be open to change. You must be open to challenging your thoughts and belief systems. You must be open to understanding things about your past that maybe you never realized before. You need to have an open mind. And the next thing is discipline. If you want to truly change your life and change your subconscious mind and heal from offsets, you have to be disciplined in your practice of self-love and your practice of doing the deep work because it's not always easy. Sometimes triggers are really hard to uproot. Sometimes you have to face old trauma. Sometimes the root of your belief systems aren't easy to look at. So you have to be disciplined in this work and show up every day for the betterment of yourself and the world. And the last thing is repetition. To make a new trail in the woods, you have to repeatedly walk through the trees and the debris. It's challenging to make a path, but then once that path is there, it is completely effortless. So paving the way takes repetition. It takes discipline. It takes having an open mind and it takes having awareness. 
So my beautiful friend, that concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling You podcast, Subconscious Mind and Releasing Limiting Beliefs 101. I hope that this episode has given you the tools and the knowledge to go on and really change your life because this is the work that will change the world. I just know it. I am sending as much light and love as I possibly can through the mic. Talk to you soon.